Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories, taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. I think I was around 9 or 10 years old when this happened and I remember it pretty clearly. This happened at school. It was lunch break, which lasted for about an hour. I was with a group of friends, and we were playing like pretty much any other day. But we started to notice people in front of the school. And when I mean people, I mean about 20 of them. On a typical day, there wouldn't be anybody outside of the school, so this absolutely stood out. They all had their phones in their hands, a woman approached the entry of the school and she started taking pictures of every kid that she saw. We could easily tell that this is what she was doing because we could see the flash. A yard teacher or some other adult in our school went to see her and asked her to stop, but she didn't. Instead, she just smiled this terrifying smile at him and said something that I couldn't hear, but it looked kind of like when a mother comforts you in a, it's going to be okay sort of way. It's about this point that the teacher begins to look mad because, well, taking photos of children that aren't yours, that's pretty weird. I don't think it's illegal, but still very odd. Eventually, she sort of slunk away, back into the group from whence she came. But the behavior didn't stop because everyone else in front of the school was also taking pictures of the children. Each and every person was doing this some more discreet than others. I remember a man pretending to make a call, but when he held the phone up to his ear, his flash was on as well. So actually it was rather obvious that he was recording too. As kids, we didn't really pick up on how weird this was. We thought it was fun and sort of a game. We began hiding behind playground equipment, trying to make the dash from here to there, in between odd photographs being taken of us. We only truly realized the seriousness of this when one of the strangers tried to make entry through the playground gate. This gate was simply waist high, with a latch that could be undone from either side. While he wasn't able to swiftly undo the latch, I remember thinking in the moment that he could have easily hopped it and been in the playground with all of us kids in a snap. This is when the headmaster of the school got involved yelling at each and every one of the strangers congregated on the sidewalk for about 10 minutes, demanding to know what they were doing, while simultaneously calling the police. The headmaster later told us herself that all those people had been part of a religion that believed in voodoo, and that if they took pictures of us, they could sell the pictures, make us suffer, what have you. To be honest, everyone mostly laughed, but... None of the parents seem to share the same sentiment about this whole endeavor. To this day, I don't know if what she said was true. I don't know if some people were arrested. I don't know what the pictures became. The thing that I remember the most is that woman's smile, though. It absolutely creeped me out. Even today, the concept of being photographed by friends or even close family members still just makes me really uncomfortable. I suppose I need to thank that group of strangers for making me this way. 
Thanks a lot. So this happened almost 20 years ago, when I was a young 15-year-old girl. I had an older neighbor who taught drums and was a friend of my family's, and I would take drum lessons with him once a week. He only lived about two blocks away, so I'd always walk to his house. He and his family lived at the end of a cul-de-sac. Well, one summery day, when I was walking home, couldn't have been later than 4 p.m., broad daylight in a quiet neighborhood, there was a strange man standing across from the end of the cul-de-sac. He had on a big cowboy hat, odd for my area in and of itself, and some facial hair. I don't know, he was maybe in his 30s. He was just staring at me. He was watching me unabashedly as I walked down the cul-de-sac and crossed the street. Once my back was to him, I could hear that he was following me. My heart sped up. My drumsticks seemed like weak protection, and I was wearing these thin little flip-flops and remember thinking that if I had to kick him, they weren't going to help me at all. Less than half a block away from me was a more busy street, and I remembered thinking that if I could just get there, where people would see, he'd be sure to back off. But his step sounded closer, and I could taste my panic knowing that I wasn't going to make it. I ended up running up a driveway to a house, where I kind of knew the family, and I knew the mom with young kids was probably there so I pounded on her door. In my haste, I even tried to open it myself. That was the level of my panic. She opened the door and I spilled into her house and locked the door behind me, told her what had happened and let my heart calm down just a little bit. After being inside for about 15 minutes, I asked if I could just hop her back fence to go home, since it would cut out a block of travel. But when we slid the drapes of her back door open, the dude was leaning against the fence, right outside of her house, where he could see both the front door as well as the back. She ended up loading her kids in the car and driving me home herself, and later had her husband ask around. Turned out the dude was living with his mother and had just gotten out of jail. I don't know what the charges were. All I know is that my stomach had been twisted in knots and it was the first time I'd tasted fear like that. I don't know what would have happened if he'd caught me, although it's something out of my nightmares to find out. Now this is a story that I'd really like to talk about, just to be sure that everyone is cautious and stays level-headed at all times. For context, I lived in the middle of nowhere in Canada. It was an old town that had quite a few abandoned buildings due to absence of residents. Me and many of my friends were tired of the lack of entertainment options for us. So what we did was explore these abandoned buildings. Prior to the experience I'm about to talk about, we never had anything too crazy happen to us. Occasionally, we'd see a small bit of blood-like liquid, and we did see a pentagram on the ground from someone who went to a house previously. But nothing too bad, like I said before. Until the last time I had gone exploring these abandoned buildings. Now, when I was younger... I used to go to a daycare that was also part of a mental hospital. Weird combination, I know. It closed down due to lack of patients and also a lack of children at the daycare. I decided to go back there with my friends a few years back. For a little more context, I was 15 when this happened. 
most of my friends were about the same age. When we did get there, it was rather cliché. There was fog, it was rather dark, and there was a light drizzle of rain. We went to the main gate, which was of course padlocked shut. We decided to help each other hop over it and made a ton of noise while doing so. We were laughing and giggling the whole time, unsuspecting of what was to come. We looked around the small play place with flashlights we had brought. Even with our somewhat powerful flashlights, our visibility was rather limited. We decided to enter the decaying building. Glass and dirt crunched under our feet as we stepped into the daycare section of the complex. There were still old Legos, wood chips from previous furniture, old torn dolls, and toys strewn all about. The further we walked around the daycare, we naturally became more and more silent, until all we could hear was the crunch of dirt beneath our feet. I found some crayons in a plastic container in the corner of the room. I walked over to pick them up, when all of a sudden we heard a loud crash coming from behind a metal door that led to the psych ward part of the building. My friends and I all looked at each other. As a whole, we were a group of five. Most of us were very bold and cocky. Our staring match lasted a few moments before our friend Brian suggested we go and look to see where the sound came from. Personally, I wasn't too fond of the idea, but with my group of friends, there was no way anyone was going to decline such a thing. We all stacked up on the door and opened it. It was rusted to the floor and we had to heave to get it open. As we walked in, the metallic smells and must became stronger, with a hint of something else that I just couldn't put my finger on at that moment. We walked in, our flashlights pointed in every direction, with Brian leading the group. The hallways were tight, and to the left and right were the occasional metal doorways, some with doors still open. I couldn't help but feel slightly claustrophobic, and it felt just a touch hard to breathe. As we continued, Brian shone his flashlight into a room and recoiled in an instant. We all stopped walking as Brian slowly entered the room. What is it? I whispered. I thought I saw someone in here. It seems fine now, though. To be honest, I thought he was just messing with us to increase the general anxiety level in the room. But looking back, I think he was being completely honest. He backed out of the room and we continued walking deeper into the psych ward, when another friend swiftly told us to stop. We came to a halt and just listened. In the distance ahead of us, we heard the subtle pitter-patter of footsteps echo throughout the hall. We all looked at each other once more, fear in each of our eyes. Brian continued walking towards the sound. We considered turning back for just a second without Brian, wondering if some ghost or something was in the building with us. But we couldn't do that to him. The closer we got, the more it felt like we were being watched. When finally we entered a room on the right which had the smell of rotting meat, in front of us was a dead deer. Its innards were spilled all over the floor, staining the concrete. A friend of mine had a very weak stomach and lost his lunch all over the floor right then and there. That's when we heard whispering from somewhere about. Brian shone his flashlight to the corner of the room where a man with short hair was standing with his head down. He wore a bright green shirt, 
stained with what I only could assume was blood, and torn beige pants. He didn't have any socks, and his feet seemed damaged. He was twitching sporadically and continued to mumble even after we saw him. We stared at him for a solid 30 seconds before he made his first true movement. He looked up at us, with a haunting grin affixed to his face. This sent shivers down all of our collective spines. You guys here for the feast? He said each word with varying inflection and energy. This kicked us over the edge and we bolted out of that room, all the way back to the daycare center. The door was still open and we decided to try and slam it shut, but the rust and pure weight of the door almost kept it open. It took three of us pulling with all of our strength to close it. And just before we did, I could still see the silhouette of the man watching us, his white teeth being the only other human feature that I could see. We sat behind that metal door catching our breath for a second, all looking at each other for some confirmation that we all saw the same thing. After a little bit of labored breathing from each of us, we heard a light tapping on the door. That's when we decided that it was time to leave. We booked it out of the vicinity completely and ran all the way home. A year after we visited that spot, we heard that police went back to do a routine search of the area and found that man. It was stated that this guy used to be in the psych ward before it had closed down. He escaped the facility he was transferred to and lived off the wildlife around the complex. When the cops brought him in, he had a series of sicknesses and ailments brought on from eating raw meat. His mental condition was much worse than before. Of course, there were further rumors that he killed someone in the forest while searching for food, but none of that has ever been confirmed. In the end, guys, just be careful, especially in dangerous areas such as abandoned buildings that you're exploring. And creepy dude, while I pray that you've gotten better, I do hope that we never meet again. <laughs>